0: here this morning, and maybe you don't know Christ in your life, and you're here saying, I wonder if God arranged for me to be here today for the very first time, or maybe that for some of you who've come back from school to be here on spring break, that maybe God has brought me here, and I'm coming with new ears to hear about the message that Christ is alive, and that Christ can be alive In each one of us. You see, this is prearrangement. This is what God has done for us. So we were selected by this arrangement ahead of time. We were selected by the prophecy that we saw. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9 tells us about what was going to happen. And God had a plan for this donkey. The donkey didn't know it, but he knew it. And he took part in that plan. Let me show you a couple passages in the New Testament. First of all, John chapter 15 verse 16. And look what it says there, "You being you and myself, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. When Tama took on this ministry of Kairos, this prison ministry, Do you think she knew what was going to happen? Do you think she had any idea of what was going to take place in this prison this last week and and know that something good was going to take place? But see, God chose her to be in the position she was to help make this take place. She was appointed ahead of time, and she went and she bore fruit, not because of her ability, not because of her talent, but because the Spirit of God was there before her. Working in the hearts of people. My friends, God's Spirit is here as well. God's Spirit works in our hearts as well. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's, what does it say? Workmanship. Now, do you think you are completed? I hope not. We're just beginning. Some of you have been beginning for years and years and years, and and you've seen God working in your life. And if you look back and you say, you know, here's what I once was, but here's what I am today. And here is what I might be tomorrow, because God is not done with me yet. Remember that pin years ago, please be patient with me, God is not finished with me yet, or whatever that was, all of those initials that were on that little pin. That is a blessing for us, that God is not finished with Steve, God is not finished with you. We are a blessing because we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know, some of you were down here yesterday for the work party doing good works. And as I, as I drove up this morning and I looked, I thought, wow, look at all the good work that was done. Bless you for coming. Bless you for taking a Saturday, a beautiful Saturday, to come and help the church look better. We were created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. See, we are important not because of ourselves, but Because God chose each one of us. Do you feel chosen? Do you feel like God has chosen you for something? And again, I don't know what it is. You may not even know what it is. But God does. And because he does, we stay here and we stay connected to him. We say, Lord, I am yours. You do what you will with me for the workmanship that you will put into me. For the completion that you will bring about in my life. And with others. It is our duty. It is our responsibility as Christians. The donkey had a duty. The donkey had a responsibility. He wasn't aware of it. But he was chosen by God. The second thing I want us to look at is that we are sanctified. The donkey was sanctified. You and I are sanctified. What did we decide sanctified meant? What? What? Set aside, set apart to become more like God, to become Christ like for a great work. We are sanctified. Now, the donkey was by preservation. What was interesting about this donkey? What did it say in the passage? What was different about this donkey? It had what? It had never been ridden before, had it? It had been preserved for this time. And you say, oh, wait a minute. Come on, you expect me to believe that? Yeah, I do. Because God was involved in this. God took this donkey that had never been ridden. In fact, in Matthew, it talks about a donkey and a colt. Wow, how does that work? And, and then in the other books, Gospels, it just talks about a donkey. There's just one. So I, I had to think, okay, what was going on here? And as I looked, it It said, oftentimes a donkey or colt will be taken and the mother will follow behind. Okay. And so whether there were two there, whether there was one there, I don't know. But I do know that this donkey had not been ridden, that it was saved for it didn't know what, but God knew. And, you know, it's not quite as easy for us, is it? We can't say, okay, I've been preserved for God. You know, some of us try to preserve ourselves, don't we? You know that lip plumper that the women gave me a few weeks ago? Oh, you know about this, huh? Oh, it looks good. I, I want you to know we got home and my wife says, you have to put some on. I, I don't want to put any of that stuff on. That's stupid. Sorry, James, I didn't mean that. But... I, Said, oh, yeah, you got to. She comes over and she puts a lip plumper on me. I said, why do you women do this? Well, it looks good. Uh, this looks good. And she said, do you feel anything? I said, no. <laughs> well, it's supposed to tingle and so on. Okay. A little bit, it starts tingling. It's tingling. <laughs> so I went and looked at myself in the mirror. and thought, this is really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so you women, if you want to do that, you go for it. If it preserves your lips, I don't know what it does. If it does that, great. You wonder, why is he telling the story? That's preservation. You know, we put stuff on our skin and uh, never mind. The donkey was preserved, but we were preserved as well. And, and it wasn't just by accident. There was a definite reason that God came in, that he intervened in our lives to make us available for him. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. My friends, as we come to Jesus Christ... As we open our lives to him and say, Lord God, I am yours, take me and use me, what we are doing is we are cleansing ourselves from the sin that encumbers us, and we are making ourselves available for him to use us as he would see fit. No, not only does he want preservation of our life, he wants preservation of our time and our energy, and, you know, he doesn't want the leftovers, Too often we come to Christ and say, Okay, be Lord of my life, but you get the leftovers, not the first servings. You know, we need to be first servings, my friends. We need to be giving God our best so that He can use that. And and look to the Master and prepared to do any good work. That is our calling. That is our responsibility. But we are sanctified by preservation, but we're also sanctified by preparation. If you look at verse 7 there, they laid the riding stuff on this donkey, and he was ready. (laughs) Oh, come on, pastor, that's stretching it. Yeah, that is stretching it. But you know, I got to fill the second point in somehow, so that's how I do it. The donkey didn't have much to say about it. Aren't you glad that we have something to say about it? About how we are prepared and preparing for the work of God, First Peter chapter three, verse 15. But if your hearts set apart, but in your heart set apart Christ as Lord, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone, who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Are you prepared? Are you prepared to give an answer? If someone came up to you and said, why do you believe what you believe? I, I've noticed you're different. Well, why are you different? What are you going to say? A lot of us say, oh, I just feel good today. Or, oh, you caught me on a good day. Or, oh, I don't know. Now, oh, wait a minute. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. What's the reason for the hope that you have? It's Christ Jesus, isn't it? That's the reason for the hope that we have. And if somebody asks you that, you better be ready to say that. You don't have to preach. You don't have to lay a trip on them. Just say, you know, I have hope in Jesus Christ. You have a right to say what you believe to be true. And too many of us shrink away from that, thinking, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. Hey, they're asking you. Hey, they see that you are different. Let them know why you are different. And then 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. Look at that, a workman. See, we're a workmanship still in progress, right? As one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Be prepared. Be ready. You know, the professional athletes, they need to prepare. To be at the top of their game, they need to work at it. The best musicians, they need to practice. They need to be prepared. I mean, are people who are going to be doing not guilty this next weekend. They have been working and working and working and preparing and preparing and preparing so they can be the best at what they are doing. My friends, we need to be prepared to be able to do the best in our walk with Christ. Okay, last thing. First of all, we're similar in that we were selected. We're similar that we are sanctified. The last thing, we are similar because we should be willing to present Ourselves. Now, have you ever heard the expression stubborn as a mule? Have you ever seen them try to bring a mule to water or to feed or anywhere? Isn't that a picture that's implanted in your mind that you see the mule just sitting there or going backwards and the person is just pulling all they can? You see that picture? You know, This donkey was ready. This donkey was set. He gave of himself to do what he had been called to do. I don't know how that happened. Maybe this is, you know, you heard of horse whispers. Maybe Jesus was a donkey whisperer. Ooh. I don't know. But the donkey was ready. The donkey was presented to be used. What was that verse we just looked at? 2 Timothy 2.15. Look at that again. Do your best to present yourself to God. How many of you are stubborn with God? Don't raise your hand. I don't want to know. (laughs) I already know. And it's probably all of us. How we resist what God wants us to do. We feel God is calling us to do something and we keep backing up. I mean, I, I assume Leon was that way for a lot of years. That he felt this call, but no. No. We're the same way, aren't we? Whether it's coming to Jesus for the first time or whether he's asking us to, to go to the mission field, to serve down at the church, to, to tithe, to, to whatever it might be. And How many of us find ourselves I like, no? Be willing. What does Romans chapter 12 verse 1 say? You remember that? Now you remember it, don't you? (laughs) Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Are you willing? Are you willing to present yourself? It's pretty clear what we are to do. God rarely forces anybody to do anything. But he looks to us to be open and willing. The second part of that willingness is not only to present ourselves, but, but to be humble in that. You might say that donkey played a bit part. Let me say that again. You might say, you got it, Scott? You're faster than most of these people. You might say the donkey played a bit part. I worked hard on that. (laughs) I was gone all last week just to come up with that one line, and most of you had no clue. It just went right over your head, didn't it? You see... Jesus was to shine, the donkey was not to shine. Jesus was to be exalted, the donkey was to exalt. You know, we see a lot of that in the New Testament, don't we? John the Baptist. Remember what it said about John the Baptist? Yeah, I'm not fit to tie his sandals. It says the thong of his sandals. You know, I'm not fit to even tie them. You know, and here you're putting me up on the same pedestal with Jesus. <laughs> no way. You know, He is the one to be exalted. We are not the ones to be exalted. We find wonderful words for us in Galatians chapter 6, verse 13. Not even those who are circumcised obey the law, yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your flesh. You see, we are the ones. That are not on the pedestal. That Jesus is the one that should be lifted up. That we may boast about him. That we may boast about what he did in the prison. Not what Tama did or the other ladies that went there. What they did. But what Jesus did. And even in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus told his followers not to do good deeds. Just to be seen by others. But that Christ may be lifted high. Often I tell you, if you're going to go do ministry in the community, go in the name of Jesus. Don't go just to do good. Don't know that you might be go because you might be recognized, but go because that the name of Jesus might be exalted. You know, Bob and Karn Billingsley and a group of you went to um, the Tacoma Rescue Mission. This when when was it? Was it yesterday? yesterday to, to help serve, and, and it was kind of funny because they were really hurting for people to be there, and we had six or seven or eight or something that went and helped to serve. About the time they were ready to serve, I guess about 20 Baptists came too, so they had lots of people to help serve, but, but you come not to be Sumner Presbyterian, not to be whatever Baptist church that was, but to be a person who is serving in the name of Christ. We come willingly to do that. You know, my friends, donkeys really aren't all that great. In fact, they're kind of smelly and they're kind of stubborn. And, you know, there's not much good said about them. And yet, Jesus chose one of them to ride in upon. And, and maybe you have never seen yourself as part of God's plan. I don't think the donkey did either. I don't think it stopped there Thought, you know, one day I'm going to be part of God's plan. And yet, we all have been chosen to be part of God's plan. We all have been chosen to be his workmanship, to continue to grow, to continue to reach out, continue to be used by him. What does that look like? And the answer I have for you is I don't know. All I know is it's an attitude of being open to letting God lead you. You know, next Sunday is Easter. How can you be used by God between now and then? Well, I I think there's probably a lot of people out there who want to find a church but don't quite know where to go or how to go you know when i was gone this week this place we were staying there was a neighbor that was there and you know we have heard from him about his church and every time we go we try a new church to to see you know what churches are doing and and although we know about his church and we know some good things they do he's never invited us to come And I thought, what a perfect chance this would have been for him to invite us to say, hey, why don't you come and see my church? And and we probably would have come, but he's never quite done. Now, one of these days, we'll probably go to his church, but he's missed a great opportunity to invite us to come. And because he is a good guy, because we see the Holy Spirit in him, we figure that church must be a good church hasn't invited us a little thing like that is something you can do between now and then well I don't know what God's calling you to do all I know is that God has created us that he has a plan for us and that if we are open and available he will use us I I want you to watch kind of a funny little clip here please please don't be like this okay but enjoy
1: Hi, <laughs> it's your neighbors Jim and Juliana Sanders. Yeah, we made you some Easter eggs. We sure did. Yeah. Hey, since you're the man of the house,
0: I want to come talk to you Mono E. Mano. <laughs>
1: See what he did there?
0: You're uh, a man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just take a minute. I don't want to take away from that pagan golf yeah. tournament that you're probably watching in there. But it did hit me when I saw the trashy secular Easter decorations that you have outside your house that you probably don't go to church to worship our Lord and Savior except for Christmas and Easter like 68.7% of the rest of the American population.
1: Oh,
0: you're my little
1: bamboo.
0: None for the neighbors. Stay on track. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, well, the reason why because we wanted to invite you to our Easter services at our church. Now, I've made the plan of salvation into these Easter eggs here, and each color represents something you've done wrong.
0: Sure does. Whoa, he's flying. Whoa, 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 whoa. What well, my dear wife is trying to say when we leave on a Sunday morning to go to church, your car stays out in the driveway, which makes me know that you probably don't go to church unless you're holding a church service in there or something, but I don't think so. So, how about you pack up your brew and you come with us to church service on Easter celebration Sunday, huh? Okay, sure.
2: I, I mean, my, my wife and I were just talking about where we would go this Easter, so sure, we'll give your, your church a shot.
0: Houston, we have a problem. What's the matter? No one's ever said yes to us before. Oh, uh, what do we do? Well, we just back away slowly. Oh. All right. Okay, <laughs> Okay, don't look at him in the oh, eye. Oh. He could take away your soul. Okay. okay. All uh, right.
1: Well, just leave the eggs in the mailbox. You sure will. Now, the big red one represents your sin. <laughs> it's the sin egg. <laughs> righty.
0: We hope to see you there. We'll save you a seat, okay? Really? You no, that's just an intimidation tactic.
1: <laughs> okay, toodles.
0: <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> oh, my. Am I getting warm? Is it warm in here? <laughs> you know, the, the one nice thing about that is we have people that are looking for places to go. And... Uh, you know, don't be in their face, but be good neighbors. Mary and Scott, come on up. We, we. we two weeks ago, we were sitting in my office. And we were thinking, okay, how do we, how do we get not only ourselves but our people to realize the importance of inviting others? And what what did we talk about? What what were some of the thoughts that you had as we? discuss this
1: well we tried to think of gimmicks and fun things to give you incentive
0: like eggs to
1: well there could yeah it wasn't that big red ones we didn't go to that okay no (laughs) no we didn't do the eggs but we talked about well sending you off with something that you had to bring somebody back on Easter to get the other half you know just various things and We got to a point where it was, we have no clue what to do to encourage you, because we've tried, it's like all those Palm Sunday sermons, you know, every year it's, okay, how do we get folks to understand to go and to bring someone to church?
0: We've even used the donkey cart now. Wow. Yeah
1: maybe we need a real donkey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, as we were talking, we we kind of discussed uh, the conversation just got into who wouldn't we want to come have come to church. And we just said we thought of the person that we we probably would never invite. And then we thought that's what we need to do. You know, I, I, we talked about I we kind of married talked about somebody that had a death in the family and she's never talked cuz they, they were not friendly people and and I I I brought up Clint. Now Clint is a um he's a neighbor of mine but I didn't know him until I was riding my bike one day and I was riding past his house and there was a little he's a little old man and he was he was out in front and he was trying to start his lawnmower.
1: I'm not sure this is going to give them incentive to no, approach okay, a neighbor. <laughs> well, I, 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 but it's a good story. Yes, it is. Sure. Uh, so, he's out,
2: I'm right, so I rode up behind him, and I said, can I help you? And he turned around. He, I, he must have been, I don't know, 80, or around 80 years old. He turned around that quick with a pistol. <laughs> and he said, who are you? And I, whoa! <laughs> and I could see the rounds in the chambers pointing at me. And I, I'm your neighbor, I was just going to see, I was, and, you know, I was drooling and, you know. Scott, <laughs> speechless, are you kidding? Yeah, I, I really, I basically said, are you kidding? And he, and he said to me, and I said, I said, I'm your neighbor from over here, I just want to see if you need any help. And I didn't know who he was. And, and he said, oh, well, sorry about this, I always, I'm always packing. And I, went, <laughs> and I said, well, okay. And he said, and, and I said, well, I'm just from the corner. And he said, are you, are you the people that when my wife died, You sent us a card? And I said, well, my my wife sent you a card. Yeah. He said, you know, I have that on my dresser. He said, I I didn't know you, but I saw the address. And why did you send that? He said, you know, the mailman told us that your wife had passed away. So we went, we sent you a card. And he said, that meant so much to me. And I said, well, good, nice to see you. You (laughs) (laughs) But I thought, as I'm thinking, I'm thinking, as we're having this conversation, I only see Clint now once in a while from a distance, and I just kind of (laughs) wave. But um, I thought, I need to invite him. I need to invite him uh, to not guilty. If he doesn't know Christ, and he's already up in his 80s, it's not going to be long, probably, before he needs to make a decision. How many of you are thinking of somebody right now like Clint?
1: They're not going to admit it. Not like, <laughs> not like Clint,
2: but somebody like that. Raise your hand. If you're thinking of somebody comes to mind that you need, you'd you never ask, that's the person. Well, I challenge the choir to, bring, to invite that person that they would never ask. So that kind of came out of that conversation.
0: So we don't know what to tell you. Other than, you know, the reading that I've been doing this this last week, over and over and over again, it is saying you build relationships to earn the right to be in Christ with other people. And whether you find somebody on your street that's always packing, or maybe it's somebody that you've built a relationship with that you know that would, would love to be a part of a good church. You know, those are the people that you go and be a part of and be with. So let us challenge you to invite somebody to come and uh, tell them they need to check their guns at the door. And with that, let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much for your word today. Thank you for the beautiful music we've had. Thank you that uh, we can even use a donkey as you used a donkey maybe to inspire us to be your workmanship, to be open to you